It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to the Week 14 Waiver Wire uh, Podcast at the Fantasy Points Podcast Network. I'm Joe Dolan. There's Tom Brawley and T-Bro. Normally, these late-season waiver wire podcasts, I can't believe we we did a half an hour last week, but <laughs> normally we're just digging into the depths and, and the dregs um, of the waiver wire. But honestly, we got to put a major focus on the Monday night football game last night uh, between the Jaguars and the Bengals. There's a lot on the waiver wire that could potentially help you or I don't know about help, but maybe just somebody to fill your roster here. After a couple of key injuries in that game, Trevor Lawrence going down with what, fortunately, based on yes. reports today, looks like a minor ankle injury, even though they had to carry him to lock. Get the oh. man a cart. I know. It looked bad, too, even the replays. It, I was like, it, it sounds like best-case scenario that uh, that it, this is a relatively minor injury. So yeah, it could have so been a lot the- worse. If you didn't see, Trevor Lawrence is carried about a mile and a half to the locker room with with guys on each side of him. I'm like, get him a cart. I know, like, you, you don't, you never want to. The cart is never great because you're like, oh no, he got put on a cart, but it wouldn't change the nature of the injury. So, fortunately, it looks like it's a minor ankle sprain, but we could be either that or move the X-ray room closer to the the, the locker rooms. Let's get, like, I mean, we've got to walk halfway around the stadium to get to get to an X-ray machine. Come on, guys, let's go. There's well, better logistics. Unbelievable, but let's uh, let's go now to uh, well, let's talk about the Trevor Lawrence injury and also the fact that the Jaguars lost Christian Kirk in that game to a groin injury, and they had an, a player who immediately stepped in, Tom, uh, and had himself a pretty solid game. Our boy uh, Parker Washington, who I still think screwed himself and screwed Penn State by leaving early because he was a sixth round pick, but he sure looked good in in that game last night. Uh, so we'll get into that, uh, and then. If you maybe lost Trevor Lawrence. Yep, the guy playing across from him last night. How was about damn that? Good. Let's start with that. Let's start with, yeah. with Jake Browning, who had an amazing game for the Bengals last night. Yep. Uh, pulls off a major upset victory. I mean, they that spread had you know stretched out throughout the course of the week, was a double-digit underdog in that game, and uh, he played extremely well, 32 of 37. 354 yards, a touchdown, and even he even ran a touchdown in. So uh, did not really see that coming. But if we look at his uh, performance so far as a whole, I thought he played relatively well against Baltimore whenever he filled in uh, immediately after the Burrow injury. Certainly, I did not. I thought we were going to get more of what we saw last week against the Steelers. Very, uh, very scattershot and, you know, was you know, tip balls and he was, he, he was fortunate to get to 227 yards against the Steelers two weeks ago, but uh, still averaged 8.7 yards per attempt. Uh, so if you look at everything as a whole uh, to over, over two and a half games here, I think he's playing relatively well. And this quarterback position has just been a disaster here this season. So I think he's up at the top of the, uh, the waiver wire pile here. We know he's got Jamar chase. We saw what he can do, just throw it up to him. And he can do the rest and take it 70 yards for a long touchdown, which really padded the stats. But uh, he's got T. Higgins back as well. So he's got a lot of the, you know, the big time weapons that Joe Burrow has been operating with. So, um, you know, maybe I I don't think he's going to be this difference maker. But if you're playing in a two QB league or 
just need a, a streamer for this week. Kyler Murray is on on by. Sam Howell's a weekly starter at this point. So if you have Howell, Kyler, or Lawrence, I think Browning is a guy that you can go to the waiver wire, pick up, and play this week. Uh, I believe they have Indianapolis. So yeah, and we, we've seen the Colts uh, games with them involved with them have tended to shoot out this season. They've gone over their total quite a bit. Uh, can you know comparative you know to their 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 totals for uh, these games? So uh, I think Browning is a guy you could come up you know pick up and stream, and maybe he's useful uh, later in the season as well. Uh, let's talk about Parker Washington, Tom, um, uh, for the Jaguars, who obviously scored a touchdown, had a few catches. His first catches in the NFL. Um, look, certainly looked like looked like he belonged there. Uh, if Christian Kirk is expected to miss some time here, yeah, we'll we'll see if he was in a lot of pain when he went down last night. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, he was pretty much immediately rolled out. So, uh, Parker Washington, I never had a catch before last night and, uh, did have one muff on the punt. That was about the only thing he did wrong. Had a nice, uh, juggling catch on the back line for a key touchdown. I think that was on a third down play. So, uh, that ended up getting them to overtime. They didn't end ultimately win the game, but, uh, he kind of stepped right into his spot and, uh, took over in the slot. But I think there's another guy too. Zay Jones actually yeah. showed some life. He's available in 79% of leagues. I'd probably go towards him first. Um, definitely saw his best usage of the season, eight targets. Uh, had a chance for another deep ball uh, later in the game and uh, wasn't able to get it, but still finished with five for 78. And we know at times Trevor Lawrence is tends to look his way a little bit more than some of these other guys in the red zone. So uh, I think Zay Jones, uh, we've been kind of waiting for him all season. He's been hampered by a knee injury since uh you know uh, since september so maybe he's finally starting to turn a corner here uh yeah he's he's he could get you a goose egg uh, at any point they do have two tough matchups against cleveland and baltimore coming up but uh he can go on we, we saw multiple times last year where he can go put up a 20 point fantasy point game and uh you know it's no big deal so uh we'll, we'll see what the extent of the kirk injury is uh, obviously we also need to see what the extent of the Lawrence injury as well, because those guys do lose some appeal if we got to have Beathard make a couple of starts the next couple of weeks. Any interest in CJ Beathard if you need him? No, that's I'll, I'll probably just uh, hold off on that one. I think we can find some other guys on the at, at the quarterback waiver wire here. Uh, you know, looking down at New Orleans Saints here, it looks like maybe Derek Carr will miss a game or two. He's in the concussion protocol protocol and pretty banged up I, I think I'd rather go that direction than uh than a CJ Beathard even if he is going to make a couple of starts here yeah well let's go to um let's go to the quarterback position because we have uh, multiple injuries and like you said a couple of guys on by um available uh, in in plenty of leagues Gardner Minshew he came through with over 300 yards and two touchdowns um, he's got Cincinnati this week. That's a very beatable matchup. Any interest in Minshew if you need him? Would you prefer Minshew or Browning uh, uh, in this matchup, Tom? Ooh, that is a tough question there. I think I'd probably prefer Browning just because of the Chase weapons and uh, Chase and Higgins weapons. But I think both of these games could could shoot out a little bit. I think the other thing with the Minshew stuff, uh, Jonathan Taylor's out uh, for the next couple of weeks. So you know, we saw Zach Moss struggled near the goal line. So that ended up benefiting Gardner Minshew, uh, a couple more touchdown passes for him than usual. He's been kind of struggling, uh, you know, to get over 16 fantasy points. He only done it twice in his first eight starts, but uh, did it against the Titans this last week. Needed overtime to get there, but uh, as, as we kind of said earlier, maybe this game has 
a little bit of high scoring opportunity uh, between the Bengals and the Colts here. Uh, it's not the worst total on the board. So uh, maybe we can get a little back and forth from both of these quarterbacks that are available on waiver wires. Um, let's keep going down. Jameis Winston, Tom. I mean, yeah. we, we know Jameis can put up fantasy numbers. Uh, the question is, who's going to be available for him to throw the ball to? Olave obviously had a big game last week, but is Rashid Shahid going to be back? Jameis Winston um, uh, has got a couple of good matchups, by the way, coming up with Carolina and the Giants. Yeah, Carolina, not necessarily. They've been pretty good against quarterbacks, but, uh, you know, Giants for sure. To throw the ball against them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, the only thing with Winston, we we have seen Taysom Hill did have a a season high in carries in that game last week. I would think that he would be more heavily involved, uh, you know, while Carr is out of the lineup and while they're dealing with all these uh, wide receiver injuries. So I I think that lowers his floor a little bit. But uh, especially if your league does not penalize for turnovers or their minimal uh, penalties for turnovers, uh, we know Winston isn't afraid to throw it deep and we We've seen it on a limited sample. He'll he'll give Chris Olave plenty of chances. Olave's sitting at like a 38% target share while Winston's on the field this season. So uh, he's going to give his best player plenty of opportunities and uh, certainly a viable option off the waiver wire, especially if he gets a couple starts against Carolina and New York Giants in the next two weeks. Uh, let's keep going down. Uh, yeah, we can go I don't th- I don't think we need to. Uh, hey, what about what about old Joe? What about Joe Flacco, Tom? Hey, yeah, we put up a couple of touchdowns against the uh, uh, th- this past weekend. Who did they? Who did they even play? The Browns? Uh, well, they played the Rams, and now they the Rams. Got, right, uh, right, right. But uh, Joe had a decent game. They got the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. I would be yeah. concerned about that game, you know, especially if Beathard starts. That could be a pretty low total in that game. Uh, but we also have to see who's going to be the starting quarterback. I think Stefanski will go back to Flacco. I think. Joe gave that offense a little bit more than what they've been getting from uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson and PJ Walker. Uh, I think Walker's definitely out of the picture. So it's all going to depend on uh, DTR's health and if they want to give Flacco another start. I think they should, but uh, that's still something we got to watch this week. So, uh, you know, maybe don't use uh, too much fab to get, well, you shouldn't do that anyway. Use any fab. Joe Flacco, to get Joe Flacco. But uh, you got you to monitor that to see if Stefanski actually does go to Joe Flacco this week. Let's go to the running back position, Tom. And the top target, I mean, look, Zeke's going to eat. He's going to do the the old thing, the, the spoon and whatever, but those are going to be some empty freaking calories uh, for yes. sure. Uh, it Because the, the Patriots can't score. I don't think they've scored 10 points in, in three weeks. They have, they have 13 points over the last three games. Of course, they got shut out last week, and they had six and seven, I believe, in the other two games. Uh, so. I mean, come on. Like, but... Uh, if you need somebody who's going to get touches, Ezekiel Elliott is going to get them, and potentially, Tom, for the rest of the season. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Adam Schefter said, diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. At this point, we're in week 14. Is there even a reason for the Patriots to bring Ramondre Stevenson back? And if he comes back, is he going to be effective is the question I have. So Zeke Elliott might be their starting running back for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I can't imagine there is much reason. Yeah, he's still on his rookie contract, so there's no incentives like on his contract that would motivate him to come back. So, uh, yeah, I would think that it might be Zeke the rest of the way for whatever that's worth. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, hey, we saw it in that game last week. He pretty much came in and dominated the snaps, 70% of the snaps, even with, you know, Ramondre basically. He got nine carries in that first quarter. So uh, we know what this uh, they are, they're doing with this offense right now. So, if you combine Zeke's carries and Ramondre's carries from last week, they they ran it 26 times. So I think they'll be able to rack up 
uh, some volume this week uh, against the Steelers. That total is threatening to get under 30 points. Uh, it's like it's started 31 and a half. I think it's down to 30 and a half. So uh, there's Zeke's going to get the ball a lot this week. It's going to be a lot of empty calories, but uh, probably, you know, not many opportunities to score touchdowns going, going forward, but uh, he's going to get the ball a lot. And if you need somebody, you know, that's a warm body, that's capable of getting 20 touches and maybe that outside chance that they do score a touchdown, he showed he can still uh, function as a receiver four for 40 receiving in that game against the Chargers. So uh, he, he's capable of catching a few passes as well. So um, yeah, if you're looking for like 12 to 16 fantasy points, I think Zeke could do that with 20 touches. Let's go, uh, Tom, to Tajay Spears. Um, the thing, though, is if you were holding on to Tajay Spears, we got a little bit of a surprise on Monday. Um, despite Derrick Henry being ruled out, I guess, with a concussion in that game for the Titans, uh, he apparently is not in concussion protocol. So it looks like Derrick Henry is going to go this week. Um, but nonetheless, Tajay Spears showing you why he's still been a worthwhile hold all this time. Yeah, he was excellent. In that, uh, you know, in his little audition there at the end of the fourth quarter and, and in overtime, uh, racked up 16 carries for 75 yards and had four catches for 13 yards. So uh, very involved whenever he got the chance and nearly got the uh, Titans in position to win that game. They kicked the field goal and ended up losing to the Colts uh, in overtime. But uh, so we'll see about Henry's status. I am a little I guess he never actually had a, a concussion in that game if he's not in the protocol. Yeah, I thought that was pretty standard if. Uh, you leave a game for a concussion, then you're in the protocol. So uh, maybe they just pulled them and just take. Hey, we're not our, our season's not going anywhere. Uh, take a breather. So uh, that is still a situation I'd want to monitor this week, though. Maybe Vrabel's uh, giving us some bad information there, and uh, by the time they start practicing on Thursday, we you know maybe we find out that he actually is in the protocol. So uh, and, and either way, like moving forward, I think he's a the type of guy you want to stash on the end of your bench. Um, Maybe they they rest Henry at some point as well. So uh, Spears can do a lot with a, a nice workload. So uh, certainly somebody you want to pick up and have a stat. We, we've been touting him uh, for much of the season here as a good stash player. And maybe it will happen one of these weeks, uh, even though it looks like it might not happen this week now. There's still a couple more running backs we can go to. Um, a guy who was just on by uh, is available in about 80% of Yahoo leagues, Tom, and he played basically two, three quarters of the snaps in their last game. That's Rashawn Johnson of the Chicago Bears. He outsnapped Khalil Herbert by far. Um, I guess Deontay Foreman could be back this week, um, which would damper Rashawn Johnson's outlook. But you wonder if the Bears are going to continue to evaluate Rashawn Johnson down the line. Remember, 75% of the snaps, they trust him in pass protection, and he's a good receiver, which is good news for Rashawn, uh, for Rashawn Johnson if you need him for fantasy. Yeah, it seemed like there was definitely a, a shift to Rashawn before that bye, before last week's bye on that Monday night football game. Uh, they you know, they made him the workhorse uh, above Khalil Herbert. Uh, Herbert was the lead back earlier this season before his injury. So uh, it, it's kind of a sign that they're maybe taking a little time to evaluate. We, I was even just thinking about the last night's game. We didn't really touch on him. Chase Brown uh, for the Bengals. That was another yeah. guy. They, they noticeably were getting him involved. If you play in uh, some deeper leagues or if you're in like a keeper league, he, he's not a bad like little stash guy. Uh, maybe he becomes the Cincinnati lead back next year. But uh Roshan Johnson's kind of in a similar situation here. 
Uh, Deontay Foreman's was a one-year deal to come play in Chicago. Khalil Harbert's always been kind of a bit player. I think he might. Is he a fourth-year player? Is this this last year on his rookie deal? Uh, I so, think this is his third year. Oh, this I is his third this year. Is so he still has year. another. But I, I still think Roshan Johnson profiles better as a better all-around lead back than uh, Khalil Herbert. He's. I think at this point we kind of know Herbert's more of a you know better in that change-up role. Uh, that you know the thirty to forty percent of the snaps kind of guy. So uh johnson hopefully they take this chance to to take a look at him but uh i'm a little skeptical he's i'm not not ready to throw him into a lineup this week i, I do want to see how they use these backs they've been pretty frustrating all year with how they've used these three backs but uh, he's still a good stash here if we get solid usage for a second consecutive game maybe we can use him with a little bit of confidence in weeks 15 through 17. Well, we have to keep an eye on the status of both Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker this week. Both guys injured Charbonnet with a knee Walker with an oblique injury. Um, Both could play. Neither could play this week. Uh, So you have to keep an eye on this and it's a bad matchup against San Francisco. Nonetheless, DJ Dallas is available in virtually every single Yahoo league. Yeah, I, I, yeah, this is desperation only. I mean, we saw what Charbonnet did with a bell cow roll in this matchup just a couple of weeks ago on Thanksgiving night. Uh, wasn't very productive, but uh, so we, we got to watch the monitor. Yeah, we have to monitor this injury report. I would expect one or both of these backs to be ready. There was talk that Walker might be ready for week 13. He ended up not practicing, but it was that short week, you know, before another Thursday night game. So that he has the full 10 days to get ready here. So I have a feeling maybe we get Walker back this week. Uh, we'll see about the extent of Charbonnet's injury, but uh, not, not necessarily a guy I'd be you know, using fab or a waiver uh, priority on, but uh, maybe later in the week when it, if it looks like both of these guys could miss, uh, if you want to pick him up and throw him in a flex and pray to God that he gets 10 to 12 fantasy points, that's uh, certainly in, in the realm of possibility since he should rack up work if uh, Charbonnet and Walker both miss this game. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're really stashing, Tom, the commanders are going on by this week, but Brian Robinson left last week's game with a hamstring injury. Um, Antonio Gibson's rostered in more than half of Yahoo leagues, but Chris Rodriguez is available in virtually all of them. This is more of just a complete stash because we don't need Brian Robinson could be ready to go in week 15. Uh, We don't even know. But if if you're maybe if you have Robinson, maybe you go make a stash here uh, with, with one of these commanders running backs. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how they kind of divvy up work here. I, I think Gibson will Gibson would definitely be the guy to pick up. He's 56% owned, uh, so he's probably not out there in most of your leagues unless you're playing in a really shallow league, like an 8- or 10-team league. So uh, I think he could split the early down work with Rodriguez and uh, still get the passing game work. So I, I see Gibson's role expanding just a little bit if there's uh, no Brian Robinson. And yeah, Rodriguez is just a deep... Uh, like a deep, deep, deep league, like 14, 16 team leagues. Uh, maybe he can get 10 carries while uh, Robinson is out of the lineup, but uh, you're, you'd be really banking on him scoring a touchdown, which is certainly possible that the commanders have been able to put up some points. They play in a lot of high scoring games, but uh, yeah, Rodriguez is just a deep stash and we'll see about Robinson's status. Maybe he doesn't even miss a game. As you said, Joe. Uh, a couple of receivers we need to hit on. Uh, number one, Noah Brown. He didn't catch a pass in, in his return uh, from that uh, knee injury. However, Tank Dell goes out for the season with a broken leg. And it's really hard to ignore the fact that Noah Brown had uh, just a few, few weeks ago back-to-back 150-yard games. And C.J. Stroud is still balling. Noah Brown available in 60% of Yahoo leagues, Tom. 
not out of the realm of possibility, he becomes a game changer down the stretch. Yeah, he's he would probably be the top priority off the waiver wire for me this week. You know, we see it every week. There's somebody in this Texans receiving core is going to go off. It it's just a matter, you know, it's just a matter of which wide receiver or which tight end is going to go off because C.J. Stroud is uh, playing out of his mind. He's leading the league in passing yards per game, and so one of these receivers is going to put up production. We saw Noah Brown was one of those guys. Uh, in weeks nine and 10, he absolutely erupted 325 receiving yards on 13 catches and a touchdown uh, in that two week span when one of the receivers missed. So uh, last week played a lot. Uh, I, I have a feeling more that uh, he had been battling a knee injury. Uh, maybe he was just the guy that was out there filling a spot, running wind sprints, uh, you know, kind of opening it up for Nico Collins and Tank Dell, but th- his role could change and he could be more involved moving forward. So um, and th- these are the numbers that Tank Dell leaves behind uh, from our fantasy points data suite. Uh, route share, 72%. Yard, air yard share, 33%. And a 21% target share that uh, Tank Dell is going to leave behind. So that's a lot of production that's up for grabs. I would think a good chunk of it will go to Nico Collins. Uh, I think he's going to be the, no doubt, number one wide receiver. He's a wide receiver one for me for the last four weeks of the fantasy uh, regular season and playoffs so um he's the the top guy but maybe it's become i I mean we're looking at this robert woods played decent at the beginning of the season but he's been losing steam all year uh older receiver so he's uh not a priority here and then then there's like john mechie and xavier hutchinson behind them um there's a reason i think they've been in reserve roles for much of the season we even think back to like the beginning of the season noah brown opened the season as a starter uh, before he got banged up. So uh, I think Brown has got a chance to be the number two wide receiver here in an offense that we want parts of this passing game. One more wide receiver that we need to touch on, and I think this is very much Flacco-dependent. Elijah <laughs> Mitchell is available. Yes. I, I mean, I guess, uh, excuse me, Elijah Moore. Um, he's, I get nobody really dropped him, I guess. Like, he's still available in just 57% of Yahoo leagues. But Amari Cooper has a concussion. Joe Flacco, I think, played well enough to keep that Browns job. And Joe Flacco, dating back to his time with the Jets, loves throwing the ball to Elijah Moore. Yeah, it, it doesn't always necessarily result in a completion, but uh, he does give him opportunities. So you got 12 targets last week, 27% share. Uh, only got four catches, but he turned it into 83 yards and uh, Moore's been a guy that got off to a really slow start, under 10 fantasy points in seven of his first eight games, but uh, 12 fantasy points in three of his last four games. So he's trending up. Uh, Joe Flacco, we saw it. This passing game has a lot more a lot more juice uh, compared to P.J. Walker and DTR. So uh, not necessarily a guy I might be playing if DTR is named the starter, but if we get a game or two, another game or two with Flacco at quarterback, uh, if Mark Cooper misses, Elijah Moore is a guy that will probably be in, should be in a lot of lineups as a wide receiver three this week if there's no Cooper and we get Flacco. Uh, let's move down to tight end, Tom. And it's the same guys we talk about every week, but uh, because they went on by last week, Isaiah likely did not end up on nearly as many rosters as he should have. Mm-hmm. Um, he's rostered in just 38% of Yahoo leagues. He was well ahead of Charlie Kohler. Uh, in snap share, 73 to 27% in week 12 against the Chargers. And uh, now maybe it's just coach speak, but on Monday, John Harbaugh suggested that their reported interest in Zach Ertz 
They said he said they like the guys they have. So it seems like they're going to roll with Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler. Isaiah Likely, a tight end one going forward. Yeah, uh, the the Ravens were like kind of the one landing spot maybe for Zach Ertz where it could have been like, oh, okay, maybe he can be a fantasy relevant guy. So it does look like it, it, you know, the Ravens might not be that destination for Zach Ertz. I think we're probably all leaning towards him going back to the Eagles, but uh, that is one little piece that's dangling out there. But uh, yeah, likely, as you said, was dropped around the leg. You know, it was a 16, 16 by last week. So people had to make some roster decisions. Uh, likely was one of those guys that got, you know, picked up a lot before week, uh, week 12 and was cut, uh, even though he, I thought he played pretty well. It's been a, it was a little slow going in that uh, season opening game, and then uh, against the 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 Bengals in Week 11 after the Mark Andrews injury. But this was the first you know real week where he got like all of the preparation to be the starter. Uh, it was a good matchup against the Chargers, so maybe that benefited him some. But uh, four for 40 receiving on six targets—that's a solid stat line. If we could get that every week from him moving forward, and we get one or two touchdowns mixed in there. I think we'd be very happy with that off the waiver wire. Well, we'll see if it continues, but uh, you know they they have to they have to change their the offense did look a little uh, passing game at least looked a little off without Mark Andrews in there. So uh, maybe they need a guy like Isaiah likely to to step up a tight end here and uh, you know with a, a bigger role and with more reps, maybe his production does start to go up too. He is a young receiver, so uh, the more chances he gets with Lamar. Uh, you know, the better off he could be here. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he shows some improvement over the next couple of weeks. Well, Tom, this is a, this is a actually a harder waiver wire than I it anticipated. Is, yeah. uh, week 14 waiver wire article is up at fantasypoints.com. Go check it out. Uh, Tom puts it together. John Hansen puts his finishing touches on it and you get it uh, every week with, with recommendations based on league size. But Tom, at this, at this point, league size really doesn't matter. You know, if you're a playoff contender or not, he's Tom Brawley. I'm Joe Dolan. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the waiver wire podcast. Check us out on, uh, on fantasypoints.com on the point spread show later this week. And I'll talk to everybody later. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.